72% of entrepreneurs are struggling with mental health. Most don't ask for help. Today is the day we change that. Today is the day we prioritize and destigmatize mental health. We are entrepreneurs, visionaries, high achievers, change makers. We defy the odds every single day. We dream the biggest dreams. We fail and fall flat on our faces. We get up and try harder. We believe in our ideas even when everyone around us doubts them. We are driven to find the solutions to the world's biggest problems. We speak because our voice matters. We show up because we make a difference. We share our most vulnerable stories because we know someone can finally find the courage to share theirs. And in our collective sharing, we rise, we heal, and we embody brave visibility. In today's episode, I sat down with Michael Tyndall, who is the founder of Opus Global Services. Now, this episode was quite unique because for the first time on this show, we spoke to someone who is an expert in building teams, not only for his own business, but actually doing that for many business owners, CEOs, and entrepreneurs. So we spoke about the anxiety and fear that people feel when thinking about hiring someone, whether it's full-time or part-time. And we also spoke about the stress and fear of having an obligation or responsibility to team members and how to use it to motivate you even more versus paralyzing you. And we highlighted the perfection syndrome of like, only I can do it, um, that basically inhibits your ability to share your why with the world. And also, we highlighted how to take a crisis and turn it into jet fuel and not allow it to become an anchor or a black hole. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and reconsider hiring a team you know, and, and just really reconsider the whole delegation process and not make it as stressful as it sometimes becomes. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Brave Visibility Podcast. I am super excited to be joined today with a great friend, an amazing entrepreneur, Michael Tyndall. Michael is the founder of Opus Global Services, a multinational remote staffing and outsourcing company that helps companies and entrepreneurs grow their team so they can be the CEO of their business instead of working in it. He also speaks professionally about international business, entrepreneurship, and growing a team in today's digital world. Michael, so good to have you, my friend. Thank you for having me, Asmin. It's a pleasure to be here. I love it. You know, um, we've connected. We've known each other for a couple of years, and I just absolutely love the way you show up. I love your just, I love your heart. You know, you are absolutely service-driven, and the things that you have been able to achieve in the last, you know, years of your entrepreneurship is phenomenal. So we're going to get to that. But I just want you to kind of take us 
back, you know, because as you know, this podcast is all about prioritizing and destigmatizing mental health. And, um, you know, we want to be able to help entrepreneurs to show up bravely. And um, so I want you to kind of take us back to, I guess, when you started prioritizing your mental health and how it has helped you improve your life and your business. Yeah, sure. Thank you, uh, Yasmin. So uh, as far as prioritizing mental health, at, at the end of the day, you know, people talk about physical health and making sure you have your energy, which is which is important too, don't get me wrong. But the reality is, especially in, in thought leadership or in business, your mental state really makes or breaks your day. I mean, I've had days where if I'm not mentally present or, or there, um, you know, I, I get nothing done. But as far as my personal story goes, um, so a few years ago, back when, when Opus was in his kind of nascent early stages, um, I, had, I had kind of, you know, bit the bullet, gone back to corporate, taken a management position at a company, and was, was planning on building the company, you know, slowly on the side over a couple of years. And life kind of gave me a very rude awakening. And my, my dad actually uh, was diagnosed uh, with acute myeloid leukemia, which is uh, the most aggressive form there is. Yeah. And, well, even, even if they do cure it, you only have maybe a few years before it relapses and you go through it again. And, and treatment uh, has, you know, a 50% success rate from, from what I remember. And so for me personally, I was kind of, you know, building the business on the side, taking a nice paycheck and, and figuring I'll take the next two to three years. And all of a sudden I get notified that, you know, my dad maybe has a few months to a year left to live if the treatment doesn't go well. So immediately I, I'd gone from doing this on the side, doing it part-time, doing it all myself to okay, great, what do I need to do to get everything up and running, get it profitable, get it to where I can quit my job as soon as humanly possible and, and spend time with him. And, you know, because it was just, it was a very mentally stressful situation. And so uh, my partner, Alvin, who became my COO, uh, I essentially, I was resistant at first, ironically enough, to, to hiring team and, and to growing. But essentially, once I got the diagnosis from, from my dad, I kind of said, okay, what do I need to spend? What do I need to do uh, to get this going? How many people do we need to hire uh, to get things going and then get the business off the ground so I can spend more time with my dad? And um, just it was 20-hour days, uh, even with team at that point, because I was trying to, to do essentially two years' worth of work in two months. Um, and it was just managing and, and trusting that people will get things done because I literally did not have a choice uh, to double check things and make sure that things were happening the way they needed to be happening. And unfortunately he, he did pass away uh, six weeks later after his diagnosis. I'm so um, sorry. Hard fought battle, but um, you know, it, the momentum was already there and, and, and also it taught me that life was short. I mean, he spent 20 years in, in the U S uh, military and then another 20, 30 years in the private sector after that. Um, and he, you know, he retired and then three years later passed away. And so that, that taught me that life was really too short to really dwell on things. And so um, it's always helped me stay in perspective. I'm not saying I don't have bad days. We all have bad days. We're human. And, 
things were especially rough for me, you know, post that, but it's one of those things that you have to live life. And, and especially in today's digital world where, you know, you and I, I think we've seen each other a handful of times over the past couple of years, but even with my team with like running a multinational business, I might go over to my team in India once a year, if that, but, but I talk to them weekly, if not sometimes daily and, and build those relationships and just maintain, because at the end of the day, especially it's a very lonely world in today's digital entrepreneurship and you have to fight that, you know, and there are ways you can get around that. Yeah. You know, I just, I just love the fact that you emphasized, you know, just maximizing our time with our loved ones, you know, like sometimes, like you said, it, it happens with an illness. And it's, you know, of course, very unfortunate when we get reminded about like the importance of time, you know, like the importance of being present, right? We hear this over and over, like it's, it's a movement now, right? Like be present and, you know, like really enjoy your loved ones. But the thing is like when you're working around the clock 24 seven, you know, whatever, like some people put like 16 hours a day, six days a week, seven days a week, you don't really get to spend that time with your loved ones, you know, and this is something that is always coming up with my coaching clients. And that's, you know, one of the things like as a high performance coach is like to really work on helping my clients with their relationships, because I believe you cannot be a high performer in your life, in your business, if you are not spending enough time with your loved ones, with those who are closest to you, with those who mean the world to you, right? So I just, um, you know, I'm in awe of like how you were reminded of that and how you were able to really say, you know what, like, I'm just going to let go of this perfectionism and focus on, you know, this little bit of time that I have left with my dad and not work around the clock. So um, thank you for that reminder. So the question that comes up to my mind is, you know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, those of us who have this like, ah, you know, this is, all, this is something that only I can do, right? Sometimes we have that attitude or perfection syndrome, whatever you want to call it, that can really cause mental burnout. So what would be your suggestion, you know, from your experience, to um, to just really avoid that emotional and mental burnout and and you know actually be able to delegate. So I mean, obviously, it, it's different for everyone in terms of where you are in your business. You want to make sure that you can afford to hire the help that you need uh, first and foremost, because there are there is that stage where really you do, especially as a thought leader or as an expert, you will be doing the majority of it yourself. But once once you get up and running and and you're at that that place where you do need to grow. You know, so many people come to me and say, Michael, you know, only I can do this, only I can do that. And the reality of it is, unless you're that top 0.01% of people in like physics or medicine or uh, you, you name your field, Steve Jobs, or, you know, name your, your, your person, the reality is there are thousands, if not millions of people that can do your job, whether it's, you know, managing clients, whether it's, editing this podcast or anything that you're, you're doing, there's someone who can take it over. Are they going to be as fast as you or, or as, as good as the way you want it done? No, because people can't see inside your head. 
and know exactly how you want things done. Mm. At the end of the day, the, the, the big question is, what's bigger? Is, is it, you know, getting it perfect or is it your mission? I, I have a short little kind of story and example that, that I want to tell uh, from, from the mission standpoint. And then I can, I can also give a short, share a short story from a kind of a business perspective. But from the mission standpoint, if your mission is, is just helping people and let's say you're a doctor and you found the cure for cancer, all cancers. And, you know, you can perform this one. It's a surgery. It's not a drug. It's a surgery, but you have to personally perform it. And you know the exact technique that makes sure cancer never comes back. And you charge, you know, X, Y, Z for it, but it takes you so much energy and time. You can only handle a hundred patients a year. Mm. That's your cap, your physical cap. You cannot do more no matter how much you automate the process, how many machines you get involved. Like you are capped at a hundred patients a year with your involvement. Well, but you could train other doctors who may take 50% longer than you to do the same surgery. And they may only be able to handle, uh, you know, 50 surgeries a year, 20 surgeries a year, because you're just that good. And that's, and that's great that you're that good. But what if you adjusted the price points? What if you adjusted the methodologies and created systems and, and processes to make sure that you know, nothing went wrong in the surgery? And then you could train hundred doctors or 500 doctors. And yes, that will take time. And that means you're not serving maybe five or 10 people while you train those hundreds of doctors. But at the end of the day, after that training has been done, you're helping tens of thousands of people cure cancer. And I'm, I'm likening that to where people say, I don't have the time to train. I don't have the time to hire. And I come back to them six months later and they're still stuck in that same place because they don't have the time. And they didn't take the extra mile or cut back on their, on their workload or just, you know, do a 20-hour day for a few weeks to train someone and get them onboarded because you're never going to have the time until you make the time. And then you're able to impact more people. And then from the flip side, if, if you're more of a business-driven person, like I, I tend to have I'm, – I'm blessed in a way to have both the personal why and, and just, I'm a very – I enjoy business. You know me, Yasmin. Uh, I but, do, Yeah. I enjoy building businesses. It's kind of a fun hobby for me. <laughs> the, from the business perspective, let's say, you know, you, you make a pie or, or pick your favorite food that you love to make and you make the best pies in the world. And then this big, you know, grocery chain comes to you and says, hey, we want to put your pies in every single store we have in the world. Well, you're the only one that makes the pies. So you'll have to train people to, to make the pies, but this, this order is worth, you know, 10, $20 million, but you have to, to, to get the bigger kitchen. You have to get the infrastructure. You have to hire the people. You have to create the training to, to fulfill this. Otherwise you, you're not going to get the, the $10 million order. And yeah, you can charge $2,000 a pie or $10,000 a pie, but at the end of the day, you know, for you to really hit scale and, and, and affect more people and, and hit the big, you know, amounts. I mean, even our mutual mentor, Brendan Burchard, he has 20 to 50 people that work for him. Uh, and he, you know, he does amazing things, but he wouldn't be able to do what he does without his team. And so uh, getting over that, that, that thought process of only I can do this, you know, is, is really taking aside the ego and it's fine having ego, but taking that aside and looking at, okay, well, what's more important, me doing everything perfectly my way or me trusting in others uh, to, to get it done because it has to be. And that's what happened to me with my dad, to be honest, where 
I didn't have the luxury of triple checking everything because it was okay. I have to get these things done. So I'm going to trust someone to get it done. And if something go, you know happens that is 80% of what I wanted or, or it takes twice as long, well, I'm just going to deal with it and keep things moving because they're more important things to worry about. I love that. It's kind of like the motto of like done better than perfect, right? Because sometimes people feel in a way paralyzed because they want to like release something that is nearly perfect. But the thing is, what I've noticed also with my work and just observing the online space, when you release something, whether it's a podcast or your book or a course or, you know, whatever, right? A group coaching, anything that you might release into the world, it's never going to be like perfect the first time you release it. There is, I mean, that's why like there is this beta version, right? People now call it that and they want to run it first and get the feedback and improve it. And even with books, right, you find that people will go and write the second edition or, you know, they'll improve it and then make it a New York bestseller the third time around or something. So I think at least putting the work out there to get the feedback from people, right, to see how it's changing lives, to see the questions that people have, to get those comments and actually go ahead and improve the product or the service is always better. I mean, look at Apple, like they always improve, right? There's always the next iOS, you know, the next update. That's because there's always something to improve. There is always room for growth. And I'm glad that they never waited for it to be perfect. And they released the first, you know, iPhone, right? And when you look now comparing iPhone X, let's say to the first iPhone that ever was, huge difference, right? It's like day and night. And it's, it's awesome to see that progress. It's awesome to see that improvement as well. Yeah, that and, and the other side of it is, you know, you could hire Steve Jobs or you could hire Oprah or you could hire whoever you want to hire who literally is the best in the industry. And they would still take 30 to 90 days to learn your business. Even if you hired Steve Jobs for programming. It would take him 30 days on how to program in your style for your business and get the website right, get, get the, the tech right. It doesn't matter who it is. There's going to be that ramp-up period. But at the end of the day, imagine after you've been through that. Well, yes, it may be a little bit more stressful. And there are ways you can deal with that by building that relationship and getting the buy-in from your team to where your mission is their mission. Or even if you know, they're there from a more you know, business perspective, Find out what motivates them. Find out, build that relationship with them because so many people just talk business. Like I, I talk with my team. I set aside at least minimum, you know, an hour or two a week uh, just for personal talk with my, with my team. Mm. And like, obviously we do talk business too, uh, but, but like, hey, how are the kids doing? You know, how, how's your, your intramural Frisbee league or, or sports league, whatever, whatever they're passionate about. Find out what they enjoy doing get to know them as people so important. Yeah. In machine, and, and you'll build that relationship. And, and that's one of the things that saves you from being lonely, especially when, when you, know, you work from your home or you work from your laptop on some beach somewhere, wherever, wherever you might be working. Um, it's getting that relationship built so that way you can talk to the same people. Because now when you're bouncing all over the world or, or you're, you're working remotely from home, you know, you don't get that, that interplay that people, you know, used to get in the traditional office where you would get to talk to people and hang out and, and go out for drinks afterwards and build it. You, so you have to schedule the time 
to to go do that. And and then just the other aspect of imagine how less how much less anxiety and stress you're going to have once you have your your team together, Yasmin. Mm. That you know you can hand this off to someone and they're going to make sure it's taken care of. Or if something goes wrong, they're going to take care of, of fixing it for you as well. And because of that, you can then, you know, create your next e-course. You can do another live event. You can spend more time with your kids, whatever your objective is, whether it's business or personal, you can spend more time and energy doing the things you want to do. And, and honestly, you know, operating at a higher level and, and yeah. kind of yourself out of a job. So you can take the next level up versus staying where you're at. I love that. I love that. So another question that pops for me is, so let's say you have the team, right? Let's say you overcame this fear, like whatever the anxiety or fear or perfectionism of like only I can do it. Let's say you overcame that and you actually went and hired your team, right? How do you manage and over this, you know, overcome the stress that actually comes with having a team? Because I know that that can be also stressful because sometimes people don't know what to delegate or there's just too much happening and there's all this like obligation or responsibility towards the team members, right? And um, so how do you manage and overcome the stress that comes along with running a team? Sure. And happy to answer that, Yasmin. As far as, you know, what to delegate, what to talk about, what not to talk about, obviously, as the CEO and founder of your business, you know, you don't necessarily want to share, oh, dear God, this, you know, situation's happening with XYZ. And that's a judgment call on, on what to share and what not to share, because you do have to look at their mental health as well, not just your own. Um, because if you do share, uh, like, oh, I just had a horrible thing happen or I just had, uh, we lost a client or something like that, then you want to make sure you're, you're maintaining the morale for your team as well, because they're human beings too. They're not just cogs in a machine. And so you, you do have to take on that responsibility, but at the same time, when you do have team, especially when you have, you know, more than one person, you can, after they've learned their, their work. And this is one thing that I stress with people that I work with and people that, that bring on our staff that hire from us, you know, don't treat them like an assistant. Don't, don't, you know, use them on tasks, empower them to handle a, a function or a process or empower them to take things over and have ownership of those things. And that by itself you know, means their pride is on the line, their responsibility is on the line. So they want to do, as good of a job versus if you just kind of delegate them very task focused, like do this, do this, do this, do this. And you don't give them ownership. The motivation isn't going to be, then you will have to babysit and you will have to manage them versus empowering your team. And you can do that in increments. So you're not, you know, risking anything over time. Uh, but that's part of it. And then also just, you know, if you have more than, than one or two people and you have someone else that's also helping lead or manage your team, making sure that you have the right personalities in your business uh, that can work. I mean, because I've hired people where, you know, they're a perfect business fit, but, the, but they're not a fit for the personality. And that's one of the things that, that you know, we focus on now is that we want to make sure that the, the personality and the emotional fit is there too. You don't just hire for a skill set because you can have a toxic personality and that can really weigh you down versus having someone who really is going to challenge you, but still be supportive. So, um, just trusting in your team, 
and giving them the power and the empowerment to support you versus just having to control and approve every little thing. Uh, that by itself relieves a lot of stress. And then as far as managing goes, just creating the, the, the SOPs, so standard operating procedures or processes and workflows, so that way everyone knows the rules of the game, so to speak, so that you know every Monday they have to send you a report or uh, get things done by a certain time. Because if you don't set the expectations and, and you know, spot check from time to time, uh, things can get you know, lost in translation, even you know, regardless of where you're from. But also just, you know, people think you mean one thing when you mean another. I mean, that happens in everyday life, not just in, in your business. I love that. That is, I think that's some solid advice there because, um, yeah, I hope that, you know, if you guys, you know, listening, um, if you have a team, like this is some really, really important stuff to think about because sometimes we just want to micromanage, right? And, and that's not how you're going to be having a team. You're just kind of like this helicopter boss in a way, right? Trying to oversee everything and really micromanaging it. And that's just not the way to do it. So I just love that you emphasize that. Anything else that you can think of? Because, you know, you're like the first person we get to interview. By the way, Kimra could not make it today. Um, as I mentioned, she's not feeling well. But um, you're the first person that we are interviewing on this podcast so far that is talking about having a team and the way it can actually help you prioritize your mental health, right? Like help you keep your sanity, right, in check. So anything that I may have forgotten to ask you or just did not dive into? Well, I mean, a lot of people that, that, that I've worked with and talked to, they have some fears on, you know, hiring someone that's more of a full-time team member or, or having the responsibility of having someone who fully, who, you know, a lot of people in the industry, they'll hire, you know, part-time contractors, they'll hire VAs, they'll hire uh, these people who are their own business owners, and that's great. But then there, there are some, you know, downsides to where, uh, they're not going to be a hundred percent behind your mission because they're not fully focused on just you versus if, if you do bring them on on a full-time basis, even as a contractor or, or a team member versus an employee, they, they're going to, they're going to be, there's going to be a lot more focus on, on your mission. And one of the, the big anxieties that I hear about when I talk to people, um, there, there are kind of two of them. One is that they don't have enough work to give to someone. And 99% of the time, that's a story in your head because you're afraid of giving more and you're afraid of thinking, okay, well, what can I get rid of versus what can I, you know, trust someone to do? It's like, well, how can I get rid of this so I can go do other things? It's changing that, that, that shift and that will get rid of a lot of anxiety. And then the other aspect that I mentioned a minute ago was that people are afraid of obligation. They're afraid of what happens if I bring this person on and I lose a client? What happens if I hire this person and they don't work out? What happens if, you know, they, they do the work and they're amazing. And then, you know, business tanks um, and they're afraid of that versus if they're, you know, a contractor or if they're part-time and they have other people, well, if I let them go, I don't feel as bad because they have other people that they work with. They have other ways of making an income versus if they're, you know, full-time with you, you're it. You're, you're the person that they, they use for their paycheck or that they depend on for their paycheck. 
And that's a big anxiety that I have that people have when, when trying to grow their team. So even if they have a couple of people, but they know they want to scale, they need to hire three, four, five, even just an extra one person, they're worried, well, can I support that person? Or can I support the lifestyle that I've achieved without, you know, while still hiring another person? And so getting over that, there, there are so many ways that, that having more people can help you increase your profits and your business. And at the end of the day, too, you know, yes, you do have a responsibility to take care of the people that you bring on on a dedicated basis or full-time basis, make sure, you know, payroll's on time and everything else, but they have the same obligation to you to make sure you're successful. And if their paycheck depends on you being successful, well, they're going to dig in and make sure that they can take you to that next level if they're a good fit for what you do. And if they're not, then at the end of the day, it's business and you make the call as the business owner and just say, hey, look, this isn't working out. You know, you're a great person and all the best to you, but, but you know, we're going to be parting ways. And there are people who, you know, I've let go or fired. And, and I think they're amazing people. They're wonderful people. And I wish them nothing but the best. And this is both in my own business and, and working, you know, with, with other companies. But it's like, look, at the end of the day, sorry, this isn't working out. Best of luck to you. And it's not personal. It's just business. And you do the best that you can, you know, if it's to, to, you know, make it a soft landing if possible, or if it's like an immediate situation, just say, Hey, look, sorry, it's not working out. Have a nice day. And, and just serve your mission, serve that higher purpose versus worrying about, you know, those aspects. Cause that's something that, that paralyzes so many people Versus imagine being able to have unlimited resources and turning that, that anxiety and fear of, I can't handle any more clients into, hey, I can go take on a thousand more clients. I can go serve, you know, a hundred more people because I know my team's got my back. And if I need to, I can get more team. And that's just, that's missing in today's mentality. And that just causes so much stress and anxiety because an thing does fall back onto you where you don't have the time, you are burned out, you haven't taken a vacation in years, you haven't been out to eat or with your friends or significant other because you have to do everything versus uh, you can go out and have fun when you know someone else is taking care of the work for when you get back. I love that. Or you can like take care of you. Like the fun is of course, super crucial, but like even the basics, you know, some people are missing that, like sleeping well, you know, uh, getting like getting enough hours in a day and having the time to eat. Like I, I've heard people multiple times and I hear it all the time that they're skipping meals or they're not exercising because they don't have the time because they have to work and serve their clients. And it's because, like you said, they haven't tapped into, you know, the power of having a team that has their back. So I love it. This is so good. Thank you so much for sharing this as someone who does this for others, right? I mean, you have a team and you actually help entrepreneurs get teams, right? That's like pretty much the entire um, like setup of your business. So for our listeners right now, like where can they find you, Michael? Where, where can they connect with you? And I know you have like a free gift that you want to give to our audience as well. So tell us. Yeah, sure. So our website is opusglobalservices.com, O-P-U-S, global services. 
com is our website. We obviously we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we actually have an Instagram page too, which is kind Yay. of fun. Um, awesome. And by the way, I manage none of this. My team does it for me, which is great. I love <laughs> that. Well, with, with, with tech and social media. Um, and then the gift that I have, which I'm really excited for, it's been something I've been working on for a while and it'll be coming out here shortly, should be ready by the time that the podcast goes live. It's an expose kind of sharing the, the, the big secrets from the, the, the big corporations. Mm. Uh, people, you know, they go, well, how are these companies just growing so big and, and doing so much business or serving so many people? And, and the big secret is there is a way to, to scale your team and scale mm. your profitably and actually have the team increase your profits. And so it's kind of a dirty little secret that people don't talk about. They say, oh, well, if you hire a team, you're going to lose money or you're going to not be able to grow as fast because you have to focus on managing the people. Yeah. But, but to be honest, that's a bunch of crap. And <laughs> there, in this expose that we have uh, coming out will really help people you know, go through with that. And that's the, the same location, opusglobalservices.com. Uh, slash secrets. Awesome. And there'll be a link on the podcast, but uh, excited to share that and just help people really grow and, and serve their higher purpose or take care of the basics. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. So awesome connecting with you. And thank you for adding value in such a unique way, because again, this is something we haven't spoken about with any other guests. So this is phenomenal. Thank you so much. Of course. My pleasure. Thank you, Yasmin. Thank you for lending us your ears. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review so we know we're not talking to ourselves. If you love this episode and would like to dive deeper into healing your mind, body, and soul, make sure to check out bravevisibility.com forward slash circle to join our membership. Every month, we'll provide you with new trainings and resources on maintaining a healthy mind and most of all, a safe space to share and grow. Go to bravevisibility.com forward slash circle where you can have full access for $20 a month. Remember to use hashtag brave visibility when sharing this episode online. Follow us on social media at brave visibility and catch us on the next episode. Till then, live bravely.